0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Land Investing Online, where we teach students how to profitably buy and sell vacant land. This is the simplest, least competitive, and most profitable sector of real estate. For more information, visit landinvestingonline.com to join our free Discord with tons of successful investors. Come learn from the best. As always, guys, please subscribe to this YouTube channel or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're on listening to this. It means a ton to us, and that's how we scale this business and provide you guys with more great content. But I'm Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Welcome back, Ron. Hey, Dan. Good to be here. Before we get started, let's go over a question. And this is actually a question I had at first, too. Um, it's a really good question, and there's no clear answer to it. But the question is, can you sell a land-flipping business? So if you're looking at this question, maybe you you um, are in- interested in building assets that you can sell, which is great. I, I personally have sold businesses in the past, and I always look at, you know, how to scale and sell a business. That's always in the back of my head Um, just because long-term wealth and growth, that's where the real money is. And my personal opinion on this, um, it varies right now. You probably cannot, but it's so early in the land flipping business and it's so early in what we do. It hasn't really evolved and no one knows of it yet. But I think of, I had a a meeting with one of my um, old high school friends a few weeks ago and he owns a big wholesaling company. And he recently, or I guess it was his brother, who he was partnered with, recently sold their wholesaling business to a big, like investment firm or venture capitalist firm, um, and they got paid out and sold it and everything. And I was thinking to myself, if you can sell a wholesaling business, you can definitely sell this. Because I was thinking all the steps in the wholesaling business and all the steps we do, and this—I mean, you can out. There's nothing that shows me you can't sell this business, honestly. It's not like we're flipping couches out of a garage like this. You can outsource everything. You can have a sustainable business. Um, And really, that's what matters because these investors coming in want to see that they can scale it and want to see they don't need to have their foot in the door to grow this business, really. So you can operate this like any other business, personally. I don't know if you'd be able to sell it now. No one knows what it is. Um, But as time goes on, I, I really do think you'll be able to sell these businesses.
1: What do you think, Ron? Yeah, I 100% agree. You kind of took the words out of my mouth as far as like people are selling wholesaling businesses every day for houses. Um, As land becomes more prevalent um, and more popular and more people are doing this, the people at the top, and that's why I always tell new students, like people ask, is it sustainable? Like, yeah, it's sustainable. The best people are going to make money for the rest of their lives flipping land. Um, And if you build a business like you're going to sell it, like you assume that you're going to be able to sell it, you're going to have better systems. You're going to have better people. Um, you're, it's going to be a more profitable business in general. So I, w- even if it can't be sold in two, three years, build it like it's a sellable business, um, and it's going to it's going to make you so much more money over the time. And it will eventually be someone is going to be interested in buying the business if your systems are right, um, you're profitable. Like that's what investors want, Dan. They want profitable businesses to buy if you have systems and people in place people are going to buy those businesses
0: yeah and it can't be easily replicable because i think of all the things in our business you know from our salespeople um to our coordinators to our crm systems i think of everything in there and like okay if i had to remove all of my systems and things in place right now how hard would it be to restart and it would be challenging. And as we grow, it will be more and more challenging. It's not easy. Um, All of our data and all the calls coming in, and it's just, I don't know, there's just so much, so much to it, especially when you scale. Like at first, yeah, you might be working off pen and paper, but as you scale these businesses, there's, there's a lot more to it. And you can't just throw this, well, I shouldn't say you can't, but it would be hard to just throw this away and start over. Like there's just so much that goes into this, this, but that's all we'll, um, We'll talk about this more in the future. Maybe we'll have an episode on it. I really like this conversation. Um, but let's get into the show. Today's show, how to get your first land deal. So if this top in- topic interests you, you're probably either looking to get in the business um, or looking to ways to acquire land because you hear us talk and you're interested in the numbers we speak about and how profitable it is. You want to make some money. Or you've sent your first mail or you've sent multiple mailers and you haven't gotten a deal and you're kind of sitting there waiting. Um, But before you jump into that, Ron, talk about how we acquire. If you're new in this podcast and don't know how we acquire our properties, Ron, talk about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So we acquire everything off market. Um, We send 20, us personally, we send about 20 to 25,000 pieces of direct mail per month. Um, We have offer prices on them. So we price offers um, and then we'll get whatever. If we send 20 to 25, we'll probably get 20 deals a month, 15 to 20 deals a month. Um, so that's really the main thing is we are sending offers to people, literally for their vacant land, uh, getting calls back, negotiating, and then going from there and reselling the land. Um, but that's how we acquire. Um, I don't want to make it too complicated, Dan. Like we have our systems in place for it. Um, we obviously teach that in the course, how to do it, how we are doing it, but there's also tons of other ways to acquire real estate and land. Um, you have anything to add, Dan?
0: No, that's, yeah, that's in a nutshell how we acquire our properties so cheap. We send out a lot of mail with offers on them for a fraction of what they're worth. And then they call or they want to sell their properties. And everyone always asks, why would someone want, I was even talking to someone at my office yesterday um, who introduced himself. It was his first day. And he said, why would someone want to sell their land for 30 to 40% of what it's worth? And I, I told him, I was like, it's a numbers game, man. You hit enough people at the right time. Um, and they have the right situation to want to sell their property or need the money, or just don't want to put up with it anymore and don't even know what it's worth. Cause they live in New York and the properties in, um, Tennessee, whatever it is. So it's just, it's a numbers game guys. It's just like anything else. And you'd be surprised how many responses we get at 30 to 40%, but let's go into acquisition models. Cause you talked about, um, that a little bit, Ron. So let's talk about other acquisition models in other in businesses um so i'm thinking of houses right now because you can do the same thing with land um that they do with houses so the first thing that comes to my mind is kind of the door-to-door thing just going around how they acquire um that's mainly houses though they go driving for uh dollars or whatever they call it that's probably the biggest waste of time i've ever heard to be honest um if you're driving Mm -hmm. for dollars there are some good things that come out of it you get to learn the areas um but you can't see data like you can't see anything from driving around I'd, i like to look at numbers like i could look at that house virtually and see how many bedrooms it has how many who's the owner um and then i'd rather call them so speaking of that another way to do it is skip tracing you find out their information um find out their housing information you call them and that's probably decently effective but how many calls are you're going to make in a day a uh, hundred and you're going to burn yourself out in two months most likely that's tough work um, but you can outsource that as well um, with, you know, VAs in the Philippines, things like that. Um, and then another method, so that's two. So we have skip tracing and door to door. And then another way people acquire is blank mail without offers. So we acquire with offers on our mail and it's very targeted. Another way to do it that people, they send letters or uh, postcards or whatever it is, blank, blank mail. And mail is expensive, um, but blank the the blank mail is effective blank mail is effective it's going to work just as well as ours work but the most likely but the problem with blank mail is you're going to have to spend time on every lead to see what their property's worth instead of how we do it we extract data figure out what the property's worth and then send send mail in mass quantities right um what do you have to add to that ron
1: yeah i think neutral letters which is what Daniel's talking about with blank mail is uh It's just, it's a lot more work. Like you need what we do. You might like get some deals that we wouldn't have gotten, but you're also going to get 10 times the amount of phone calls. Um, we're very clear on our letters, like what we're offering. Like, yeah, people will call in and negotiate, but if they're not close to that number, it's probably not going to work out. Um, another thing that you didn't talk to. So you said, so two other things actually that Dan, that you didn't mention, uh, so you said door-to-door, you said phone calls, which is kind of skip tracing. A lot of people on phone calls use uh, overseas people to make these phone mm-hmm. calls in volume. So they're getting paid, whatever, 3 $4 an hour. Um, obviously, their English isn't as good. So it's kind of just calling, are you interested in selling, getting a price, and going from there. Um, you said neutral letters. And then two others that I had, so I, I, I had wholesalers. So you can build relationships. I think relationships are really, really important in this game for getting, especially like more competitive. Like land is not very competitive. So we don't struggle to get deals. Um, And we're very uh, aggressive with our mail volume. Um, But uh, yeah, wholesalers. So getting these relationships with wholesalers, with realtors, they are going to send off-market deals to you when they come up. If they know you can close on things, if they know you have money. Um, I think that's a big way. Wholesalers are basically, they're doing the phone call stuff and then they're going to take a margin on top of that without buying it. Um, and they're going to assign the contract to you is what it's called typically. Um, so that's a good way. And then the other thing is on market. Um, it's so competitive right now for houses, for multifamily, but it is possible. Like if you make enough offers, um, on, on properties, you're gonna eventually find a good deal. You need to, the biggest thing with this is learning how to evaluate deals. And I'm not talking about land right now, really, to be honest, I'm talking about other things. Land, I don't suggest buying on market unless you have uh, improvement plans for it. But uh, as far as houses, multifamily, make a ton of offers, like you cannot be scared to make offers. They have these due diligence periods. Um, If you're making offers without a realtor, those seller realtors are going to be a little more excited because you're not representing represented and they're going to get that full commission. Uh, so there is ways to get deals on markets. You need to become an expert at being, uh, at evaluating deals. You need to be really quick with your due diligence. Like that's, what's going to get you, uh, under, under market value deals, Dan is, um, is being able to evaluate the deal and then having a really short due diligence period where you can really deep dive deeper into it if you got your price. But, uh, those are the two I had to add in wholesale, wholesale slash realtor relationships and, uh, on market deals.
0: Yeah. And another thing with wholesalers, um, uh, that is another method Mm -hmm. and that's a really good one. We, we bought one this year from a wholesaler house, a duplex. Um, it was about probably 20% under market value. If it was, uh, Yeah, about 20% under market value. And um, the thing you got to be leery with, with wholesalers, you just got to make sure the properties just really, really do your research because wholesalers get good properties and they get bad properties. And those wholesalers have their relationships a lot of times with investors and they'll send it to those good investors first. So that's why Ron's talking about those relationships you need. Don't just take anything. Yeah, the property might be worth two, or they might be selling it for 250 and it might be worth 425 after you put a new roof on it and hvac system and electrical replumbing stuff these these properties can get messy from wholesalers so really really do your due diligence on that but that being said we had a really good one we bought this year needed hardly any work really really minimal work um just uh some cosmetic stuff and it worked out well but those wholesalers acquire from the other methods we are talking about so those wholesaler those wholesaling companies a lot of times have a sales staff um, like l- legitimate salespeople there too that answer the calls and call back and all that stuff and they're paid off commission. Um, but they're they're skip tracing and they're sending mail out a lot of times. They do advertisements on. The, you ever see the bus stop um benches that say like call one eight hundred buy your sell your house or whatever um for cash offer on your house close in three days. Those are wholesalers a lot of times. So they have those methods to do it. And we don't want to spend all that time putting all those advertisements out necessarily. And it's not our business. Um, personally, Ron and I's business to wholesale these houses. We, we like to buy and I'm fine with buying 10, 15, 20% under market value because we make our money from land, right? So that's one other thing. Um, but honestly, so Ron talked a little bit about skip tracing and I would... Consider skip tracing if you, for land, I would consider skip tracing for land if you don't have money to send mail. If you're, um, you know, struggling with finances and you just don't have money, I would I would consider it. Honestly, I would do that. If I had no money, buy buy a thirty dollar a month software to skip trace and just start calling and doing your research and figuring it out. You still most likely will need to figure out how much that property is worth and take our course or another course um because there's so much more that goes into it besides acquisitions that's just one part of the whole the whole pie but really really um yeah i think that's what do you think about that though ron because i had we had someone asking us i had a call last week with someone who's um interested in buying the course on one of our consultations um that you can sign up to on our website by the way if you didn't know that we have free 15 minute consultations and we did this and he was like i don't have money for mail Um, what do you think about skip tracing? I was like, honestly, I was like, how many people can you call a day? He's like, I could call a hundred minimum. So I was like, okay, a hundred times seven. If you do it on weekends, that's 700 people. I was like, you give it two or three weeks of doing that. Um, times three, that's 2,100 in three weeks. You're going to get a deal, but you need to know how to analyze those deals and you need to know how to acquire under market value. So that's like the biggest thing to it. Like Ron
1: said, what do you want to add to that? Um, First off, Dan, I wanted, I, I don't think we have not three years ago, if someone said skip tracing to me, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, so, so skip tracing is essentially point. getting a name, like a person's name who owns a property, putting into some skip tracing software and getting their phone number and other information. Um, so I wanted to define that real fast. Um, so basically when we're talking about skip tracing, we're talking about direct phone calls, which Daniel has touched on. Um yeah, I agree. If like you have that urge, like you really need to be driven. If you want to make a hundred calls a day, um, like you, you said, seven days a week, you will get deals without a doubt. If you have money, I do not suggest this route. To be honest, for land at this point, there's just direct mail is just the margins are. You won't. and We say this a lot. You will not think about the mail cost three months from now if you're consistent. Like you'll make so much money in one, two, three, whatever, however many deals you do that you won't think about the next mail cost because you know, what's going to come back. And that's like, that's when we see our members get to that point, like we know they're going to be successful when they're still kind of weary about mail, which is so normal to start. Um, it's it just, it's just something that has to get out of their mind. They need proof of concept. Um, but yeah, like if you're like land is for me, um, this is what I want to do go ahead make phone calls. Like I do suggest buying some kind of getting some kind of education. So you do know how to analyze deals. Um, a a land, a land deal is not that easy to analyze if you've never done it before. Uh, so I think it is specialized, but, but for sure, like, I'm not going to tell someone not to make phone calls if they are willing to put in the work Dan. like, it's just more work at the end of the day.
0: If it was me and I had zero dollars, um, you know, if it was me and I had $2,000, say I, that's my life savings right there, $2,000. I'd, I'd spend half of that on a course. Honestly, I would because acquisitions is one part of it. Like I said, you're going to acquire this land. How are you going to know what to offer them? How are you going to analyze what it's worth? How are you going to analyze the all the things that go into land? The, if it's in a flood zone, the slope, um, what kind of soil is it? All this different stuff that goes into our due diligence. Um, you got to learn how to analyze that. So even the acquisition part, you won't have down because you need to, without a course, you need to figure out how to analyze these properties. So then you have acquisitions and then you buy it, then the title process, actually buying it. Um, and if you only have $2,000, who are you going to use to buy it for you? Um, so that's like our course will align you with people to pay for those properties. And then actually selling—it's not easy. Selling land's not that easy. We have, our course talks a lot about marketing land properly and selling it. That's not easy. And then just the whole process. There's so much more to acquisitions. Acquisitions we always say is where the money's made, but the whole process really um, is is very very important to learn as well. Um, let's see. What else do we have then? So, I, I guess let's talk about let's go back to our topic. So acquiring your first property. So let's say you um, you sent mail. I guess. Um, and you used our course. So after that mail, you'll get calls. Um, at first, you do wanna spend more time on those calls. So so like I said, let me take a step back. We sent mail out, everyone's getting your letters, there's an offer on it. You'll start getting calls back and maybe some deals back. At first, you do wanna spend more time and try to make things happen. Ron and I really pushed to make our calls happen at first. And I think that pays off. Um, just spend more time on each call, look into the properties more thoroughly to learn. Um, another thing is that I, that comes up all the time with new people, do not act desperate. This is hard because you are desperate. But you got to act like you have a thousand properties in your back pocket and you don't care about theirs. Because when you start getting desperate, they hear that stuff on the phone. They really do. And our, our brother just started and he even said that he's getting better on the phone, but he was coming off more desperate at first. And he knows it hurts, hurt his sales um, or potentially hurt his, his acquisitions. So don't be desperate. It's my number one advice probably for that. And another thing is if you're in our, our, our course or another course or whatever, you have to use your resources. We have deal reviews every Wednesday at 6 o'clock Eastern time. Join our call. We have deal reviews. Throw it in there. Ron and I will review it for you. Use it in your network. Put it in our Discord. Um, ask questions and really just be fearless. Like you have to really be fearless, I think, at first to make this work. Um, but those that's really my recommendations, assuming that you used our acquisition model, which is sending mail with pricing
1: on it. Yeah, I like that, Dan. Um, Don't be desperate is so big. Um, I think it comes off so well. And another thing that comes off with them is confidence to complete the deal. Um, it's not just like if they have two letters in front of you, in front of them, they call two people, one person one person might be offering less money. Um, but if they're confident on the phone that they can get that deal done within two weeks, within whatever, a set time timeframe, uh, that comes off. Like, don't, don't show hesitation from them. Our letters show or have a short due diligence period where we can get out of the deals. Um, but you need to be confident that you can make the deal happen. And we get it so much that we see it. I see it so much personally. It's one of my, it's one thing I really try to teach our students is like, you need to tell them like, you're going to make this happen. It's not a maybe like I'm going to get off this phone. I'm going to do, don't tell them you're going to do due diligence. Just I'm going to get off this phone. I'm going to, you're going to do your due diligence, complete that in a couple hours. You're going to contact if it that all clears out. If it doesn't clear out, call them back and just say like, "This doesn't look right. Um, I need to get it cheaper, or I just can't do this deal." Um, but that first initial call before you get that purchase agreement, you need to be sure with them. Every it's got to, You got to show confidence with them, or it's not going to happen. They're not going to send you that purchase agreement. Cause they're going to think it's some kind of wholesaler. And the reason, the reason this Dan, everyone gets these, not everyone. I know you get it a lot for one of your houses, these wholesale calls. Um, for some reason I get your damn calls um, for one of your houses that you own. And it frustrates me. Um, but uh, these people think you're selling their, uh, their deal, which is, which is fine. If you can get it sold fast. Um, But what we do, what we teach is actually purchasing the land. So we're so good at evaluating land deals that we're confident enough to buy it and then resell it. We're not wholesalers by any means. So don't confuse that. Um, We're not selling the contract to anyone. We are buying it. And that's what the fear is. And that's what has probably happened to some of these sellers before. Um, So that confidence is so big, Dan. I know I kind of rambled on about that, but that's a huge, along with the desperation thing or lack of desperation Uh, I think confidence goes right hand in hand with
0: it. Yeah. Confidence really with any business in general um, and and any salespeople. uh, In our course, I just uploaded a new sales um, and acquisitions tactics like 101. And that's what I talk about. You have to be confident, speak up um, on the phone, be very confident in your decision and act act like every property is an A plus property. Maybe don't even, if like you struggle with this, maybe don't even look at these properties before you call them and just act like everything's like a home run and that might help. You you want that PA, you're urgent about it. I can get this done, send it over. I would send it to title right away. Um, things like that, but that's really all I have for this episode. I really think, um, I didn't know this episode was going to turn this way. I think this was really relevant. Uh, anyone in real estate or looking to get into real estate, we talked about the different acquisition models, but that's all I have. Do you have any last things to add Ron?
1: No, I think that like, like you said, Dan, that's really good. And whether you're trying to acquire a piece of land or trying to acquire whatever, a commercial building, uh, like it's all the same, really. It really isn't that much different. Um, I I could go out tomorrow and acquire a commercial property or send mail for commercial properties and uh, get away to get deals. Like you can do that. It's all the same, really real estate is real estate. Um, But, uh, Take this and run with it and let's get your first deal. If you haven't let yet, let's uh, take some action and get that first deal.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, join our Discord if you guys are interested. It's landinvestingonline.com. There will be a pop-up or click the Start Here page. Join our Discord where Ron and I are involved. Other great investors are involved. Tons of people have done hundreds and thousands, even thousands of deals in their land deals. So like I said in this, use your network and your resources. That is one of them, landinvestingonline.com. And please, guys, if you got any value from this, subscribe, like this video on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is you're listening to. We really, really, really appreciate that, and it keeps us moving forward. Thanks, guys. See you next time.
1: Thanks, guys.